I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, fellow football fan. Welcome to the home of football. Did you know that Demi de Zeeuw, a former pro who played for the likes of Ajax, Spartak Moscow, Anderlecht and the Dutch national team, is one of 433's owners? Back in the day, de Zeeuw's best position was in midfield, often deployed as a defensive midfielder, for both club and country. However, his life changed forever when he received a powerful kick to the head while representing his country, the Netherlands, in their World Cup semi-final clash against Uruguay in 2010. As soon as it happened, it quickly became clear that Demi was seriously injured. Demi never fully recovered, and in the years that followed this horrible incident, he decided to start his own businesses, including clothing brand Baller and 433, now the largest football community on social media. For this special podcast episode, I sat down with Demi De Zeeuw in one of the company's offices to talk about his story, how he dealt with a serious head injury as a professional footballer, and his role in building 433. This is a special episode of our podcast with Damien De Zeeuw. Let's go. All right, Damien, we're at the offices of the company. Whose office is this actually? Uh, nobody's office anymore. <laughs> Why don't you have an office here? I don't like to sit in, a, in an office where you're alone. I like to sit uh, between the people. Yeah. I think that's uh, more my style. Yeah, you're always sitting right across from all the other guys, who uh, the interns, you know, just editorial guys like me. Why do you like that better than having an office here? Uh, because when you're sitting in an office alone like this, people think you're the boss and mostly people act like they are the boss. And for me, it's, yeah, it's good to just be part of the team. I think I'm a football player and I was also with star players, with guys, young guys, and everybody's the same. And I think that's, yeah, that's something I like also. Yeah, you didn't start 4-3-3 yourself. Uh, Rogier Deelstra is the guy who started it a long time ago. How did you first encounter his social media presence and what did you like about it? 
yeah, so I started baller at that time and I was playing in Moscow. And I saw one guy on Twitter, maybe 1,000 followers, really small, doing some stuff on uh, Twitter I liked as a football player because normally as a football player, you yeah, you don't really like the negative stuff that all the reporters or the journalists write, but you like the, the positive things, the beautiful of the football game. And he was doing that on uh, Twitter with only images. And I reached to him out. I said, what's your plan? What you want to do? Et cetera, et cetera. And I say, okay, I have my plan to build uh, a fashion brand baller, but beside that, I want to make a, a global football page with only uh, positive things about football. Yeah, we start talking, and that moment, uh, Instagram came up as a new social media platform, and I said, okay, uh, can you please uh, come work for me? We start a company together, and we're going to build this till, it, uh, till we are the world's biggest uh, page in the, in the football uh, community and yeah that's how we started that's crazy and here we are 50 million followers now. yeah we are now really the biggest so when you say in the beginning you want to do that it's always uh yeah it's a plan a big big plan and yeah you hope that you you will reach this uh, 50 million followers but when you really reach it is yeah it's yeah it's really nice <laughs> so you were playing in moscow at the time which year are we talking about uh, 2012, I think. Yeah, 2012 and 2013, we started the company together and yeah. So what was your life like at the time? You know, I think most people saw you, you were of course playing at Ajax, then you played the World Cup. I think that's when most people saw you. And what was your life like in 2012 when you first saw Rogier uh, tweet on this account? Uh, yeah, so I was playing on the World Cup 2010 in the semi-final. I get uh, a hard kick uh, in my face. And I think that moment changed everything for me uh, in, yeah, in, football, in my football career. I really want, I was dreaming about uh, playing in England or Spain, etc. And then I get kicked, I think in the 38 minutes something. It was a corner. I want to, with a header, to, to get the ball out of the 16 meter. And that time I... I can't even remember, but I get kicked and I was, I think, in the air already knocked out. And I was on the ground. I fell really hard. And then I feel my teeth were, something was wrong. I don't know why, what was wrong, but I feel there's something wrong in my mouth. And I feel all blood and everything. And so I go to the to the line with the with the doctor and he to he asked me, okay, Damien, what's the score? And I said, okay, it's 1-0 for us. He said, yes, of course, okay, you can go in and it's fine. And I think I played still uh, five minutes, something. When I go back in the dressing room, I go to the mirror because I feel it's not something was not right. So I look in the mirror and I see my teeth was totally uh, in the back. Mm. So they're really uh, far behind and I'm going to sit and I want to stand up and it's become dark and yeah, it was really, really crazy. So the doctor said, okay, we have to go to the hospital. And I think 11 o'clock, uh, the and doctor get called and he said, okay, I come to the hospital. And I, I went with the doctor and he put like uh, uh, a lot of silverware in my mouth and wires and stuff yeah because you have to first he pulled out my teeth he said okay i'm gonna put my leg next to you to the to the couch and then i'm gonna pull because i have to pull it back and oh. 
was really, really <laughs> painful. And then he put all this uh, silver in my mouth to, to keep everything right. And he said, okay, this is the only thing I can do now. And yeah, tomorrow I'll uh, take a day off and uh, then look how you feel and you can start training. And I said, okay, okay, I start training. So, but I feel it was not, not feeling right. So that time I didn't train anymore. I was on the bench in the, on the World Cup uh, final against Spain, but I knew I couldn't play. Mm. So I go back to uh, Holland, and then after two or three months, I can go to my own dentist to 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 have a look at my uh, teeth. And yeah, I think since now I've been 25, 26 times to the dentist, <laughs> and yeah, it's so many crazy stuff. And I was feeling sick because they were all. Um, yeah, and my mouth was really blood all the time and it was really dirty and it also smells really dirty and I didn't feel that I was really becoming this yeah, this guy that that was playing before the semifinal. You didn't and feel like before. No, and yeah, that time also when I get back in Holland, I really felt on my left side of my head there's something not good and I couldn't see what it was. I met... Uh, scans from everything but nobody could say okay there's something in your head that is yeah that's not right if you have a like for some hamstring you know okay it's my hamstring but in your head it's really difficult to find the mm. yeah the problem and I think five years ago four or five years ago I did uh, like when people get a trauma they do a PTSS something uh, yeah. post-traumatic st- yeah stress so syndrome, I yeah. did that because I said okay just I want to to do it. Maybe it's psychological. Yeah, tests, it helps yeah. something. And after that moment, I really feel much better. What 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 kind of uh, is that a, a a type of therapy or? A yeah, you're, you're sitting in a on a you're laying on a on a on a bed and you have all kind of stuff on your uh, on your head like mm-hmm. electronics and the girl is just gonna ask question. Okay, what if you think about the moment? What do you feel? Uh, what comes up? Are you angry on the player who did it? All these kind of questions, and yeah, it was really helpful and makes me yeah much more free in my head or something. I don't know what is. So it probably was the trauma from the the concussion and the injury that yeah, and also the that you become not a good football player anymore. So something is also mentality that is. Hey, you were the guy with these dreams, and now you're here. And now, in 31 years, you stop. Yeah. So all this, also the pressure of uh, fans, family, and because I was the player that could play easy, maybe for bigger clubs than I play now. And yeah, yeah that's something also for your uh, mental health. That's yeah, that is not good. Yeah. Because the fancy oh. Two weeks ago, he was really good, and now he can't play me. What's wrong with him? And I couldn't say there's this is wrong with me because I had nothing on my legs, or but mm. in my head was something not not really well. It was a really hard time. Yeah, it was a quite a long time then as well, right? Because from the from the semifinal of the World Cup until you stopped playing football, there were still yeah, uh, I think three and a half years, yeah, yeah. F- almost four years in between. Yeah. So all those all that time you struggled with this. Yeah, because all, if you see in my career, I didn't play well. I think after I left Ajax, I think I didn't play as good as, of course, sometimes some games went well. But also when I play against smaller teams, my motivation was gone. Mm-hmm. 
I remember one time we played uh, Paris saint with Anderlecht. I scored in the Champions League. We played 1-1, really good game. And four days later, we played Charleroi away. <laughs> and I thought, what the <laughs> fuck I'm doing here? I don't want to play football. And it was the first time I really thought, okay, I don't want to play. Mm. And I play, I, I think it was also my worst game because I was standing still and... Yeah, you didn't, I, had no motivation. No. Interesting. So, of course, after the World Cup, you became champions with Ajax. There was a highlight, and then you moved to Moscow. And that's when you found 4 3 right? Yes. At that time, when I came back from the World Cup, I feel I was not that good and fit like like before the kick. I started playing uh, yeah, not so good as I did. So sometimes I was on the bench, etc. And Spartak Moscow came, and yeah, I signed for Spartak Moscow, and... It was a really nice time in Russia, but there was a lot of traffic. And uh, <laughs> every time I was in the back of the car, I was thinking, okay, what what I going to do? So I started reading books and yeah, then my mindset comes more into business and what I'm going to do after my career. And yeah. But that's, that's interesting, right? Because most football players, when they have nothing to do and, and they're like in the back of a car with a driver, they, you know, install a PlayStation in the car or something, you know, yeah. just play games. But you you started reading books and, and business stuff? Yes, yes, because I, I'm a lot on my phone now. Mostly, I'm mostly always working, so always inspiration something. But that time there was not, like now you can go on TikTok for five hours and you still didn't see anything. And that time <laughs> there was not so much social media. So I started doing stuff I like. And so I was reading books and reading blogs and I started my own blog first. And yeah, that time my mindset comes more and more into business. And then uh, I reach out to uh, to you. Yeah. Uh, and Jules is one of your uh, business partners yes. here, one of the owners of... Yes, the uh, Jules Manneser of the Geus, and together we started with the three of us, and yeah. that time really fast I uh, I found Rogier on the Twitter. Yeah, yeah. So at that point, you were also starting Baller, the clothing brand, which is also part of the company. Um, that's a lot of stuff to do when you're still an active football player, right? How did you combine, you know, playing for Spartak Moscow in the Russian Premier League and then starting up all these businesses at the same time? Yeah, sometimes it's difficult. And I think in Spartak, it was not that big that it's really like uh, it's the whole day you're busy with it. I think when I go back to uh, to Belgium, to Anderlecht, it started become more and more and... I think when I was playing in Nagbreda, really the hype from Baller was getting yeah really big. So yeah, I have to decide a lot, I have to design a lot, uh, think about many many stuff. And yes, football player, you only think about okay, I have to play a, a good game. But in business, you have to think about much more. And yeah, the time we grow so fast that at one moment I was in the dressing room and I was. Uh, giving players boxes of ballen and I thought am I a football player or am I a businessman <laughs> or a sales, salesperson so that was really the moment I thought okay this is not my focus is not more anymore on football and I want to be more involved in business and that time baller took off and yeah it was yeah I think a good choice so baller took off before 4-3-3 took off yeah because ball is more easy ball is uh, stuff you sell it of you make it, you sell it, and you get money back. And 4-3 was small and was growing. But that time, yeah, we started from zero. So we have to grow uh, 
many many years to get uh, like we have now 50 million followers but that time yeah if you have a couple of followers it doesn't give you any uh, business so you were there with uh, with uh, 433 from the pretty much the beginning like you said there were like a thousand followers on twitter or something yeah um so how did you and rogier uh, to begin with you know how did you grow that into what it is now uh, I think the the most important thing is why we are so successful is I think from the beginning we said we're gonna only uh, talk and post about positive things about football, nothing negative. So I think that's the mo- that's I think the key success why we are so successful is because of that. And yeah, that time Instagram uh, came up as a new social platform, and first was only pictures, so we started to put news, uh, like news articles. We have a, a photo and we put some texts and that was a news article. And I think after two or three months, they started uh, making new future that you can post 15 second videos. Mm. So that time we took off all the goals, Champions League, all the big leagues we took off yeah. from Twitter, <laughs> from all guys. And that time we, we go so fast. And because we were all also the first one who really were full-time on Instagram, like yeah. all the accounts were on Twitter or a little bit Facebook, we said, okay, we go only for Instagram. And that was a good choice. So you saw the potential of Instagram before Instagram w- was what Instagram is now. Yeah, because we grow really fast. And I think in a couple of months, we had three, four million followers and also the players starting to follow us because we post the goals they scored, so they liked it. And yeah, that time Instagram really uh, yeah blow up as the number one platform and all the futures they made after, I think I always say here, they made it for 43 because <laughs> it's every future they built, it makes us uh, more successful. Did you have the rights for all the goals you posted? No, we didn't <laughs> have the rights. So we started also, we're building an app and because we also put all the goals there, we we had like 2 million downloads really fast. Ah. But then, of course, Instagram become more professional and all the broadcasters uh, follow. And yeah, you see now you cannot post anything and it's already... Uh, off the platform yeah so now you you only post we only post stuff we have the rights to right for example yeah. a partnership with the bundesliga so or the mls and you can post everything from those leagues yes because we first we started really like a yeah a account with only pictures then uh, videos then we put uh, like stories etc and after we started uh, to make our own content uh, we make now a lot of own content also, we start make uh, podcasts now, uh, videos, documentaries, etc. And I think if you really see how we started and what we are today, it's really, uh, yeah, really a transformation. Yeah. So, can you take us a little bit through that journey? How that transformation came to be? So, in the beginning, it's all about growth, right? Becoming yeah. like a, a a massive platform, and then you are a massive platform, and uh, or at least you know you have. Uh, big following and what what in your mind was then the next step uh, after just gathering a massive following there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care plush care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, still as followers is the most important because when you do a lot of commercial stuff, you see a lot of unfollowers. But for my opinion, I think we started really off like a, like a news platform And after that, really fast, we, we started to make our own productions. And I remember I was four years ago, I think, in New York on the Budweiser uh, uh, agency. And the guy told me, yeah, you're a big follower. It's really nice, but it's not brand safe. You, make, you post too much stuff that is risky for uh, our brand. So that really opened my eyes because he said there are accounts really less following than you but we put them more budget because what you make is not really that what we like so from that moment i said okay we're gonna make our own production team uh, we took one guy from baller the the video guy uh quan to four to three and we started making videos uh, the first one was donnie van der beek and that really went well and now we do i think every day many many productions and also with all the big brands and that was really Yeah, that moment on Budweiser was really an eye-opener. and So basically he said, you know, we do partnerships with a lot of social media accounts, but your account is not brand safe yet because, yeah. because of the type of content. So you had to uh, step the content up and you did it by creating your own uh, media house, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, own media in-house in, in because now we have maybe 10, 15 guys uh, making videos, uh, producers, yeah. etc. So the team... Grew really fast when we started this, I think, in March 2020. And one week later, Corona hit and, <laughs> <laughs> and we couldn't fly to all the players and everything. And so it was really not the right moment, but still we, yeah, we, we made a lot of content. And yeah, that was really a transformation, the first part. And now the second part is that like six months ago, I... Uh, I spoke with uh, one guy who's now uh, also in charge, uh, David Ringer. He had a, a startup in um, AIs and uh, sensor techno technology. So artificial intelligence. Yeah. And so they had a, a team of like 50 uh, tech developers. And I was talking with him because all the followers we have, they are from Instagram. They're not from us. And so we need to, we have to think about, okay, how can we get all these followers on our own platform? Because that is more value. We can see more data, etc. And the plan I have with 43, I cannot do it on, uh, on Instagram or on social media. So I was talking with him. I said, okay, let's, let's come together and we create one, uh, Strong 43, really in, into the tech space. And yeah, we're going to build the biggest data-driven social media uh, football club in the world. 
and that's what we building now. <laughs> so uh, that's the thing. Let's track back a little bit. So you started uh, studios first, yeah. then you did a lot of uh, media campaigns, a lot of original content. Yeah, we have our own agency with OneF that sells the campaigns. We talk with uh, which brands, for example, did you collaborate with? Uh, Puma, Nike, Activision, uh, Qatar Supreme, uh, FIFA. Uh, and, w- and what kind of players? Every player, I think, <laughs> or mostly every player. I think Neymar, uh, mm. yeah, Messi. We have many activations with with many players. Yeah, so. yeah. I so, saw uh, a lot of love campaigns. Also, uh, uh, the original Ronaldo. Uh, yeah, yeah. Really, campaign. really stuff with with legends. I like uh, guys I play against or with, yeah. and yeah, that's really nice because I have my own background as a football player, so I. I can imagine what they like and don't like and yeah. what's what's yeah like some campaigns I know okay as a football player I like to do that or I don't like so I probably the player don't like it also yeah yeah so you did a lot of campaigns and now next step is you approached David did you take over the company or did you merge We take it? them over no we we acquire them and everything they had is now the 43 IP yeah so now uh, what you were thinking was you know All the followers of the company are in, for example, Instagram, uh, TikTok, Facebook, but you don't own the data and stuff because they're following you through these platforms. Yes. So, and you want to build something now that's from the company itself where people can follow. So you have the data and the followers are really yours, so to speak. Yes, and what we did with Forty on Instagram, for example, is we really have the highest engagement of, uh, our account is the highest engagement on Instagram. So we do something really well, and yeah, we can, in our own app, we can do more of that. And that's what I like, that's what I want to do. And I... I played 15 years professional football play uh, as a football player, and all the websites I see now, all the football websites are still the same. It's a one-line rule for clickbait, and after only betting apps everywhere. And now you see, like the the last couple of years, you see like Netflix, Disney, Amazon, really beautiful designed apps. And that's what I want to do also with uh, the Ford Three app. Is really from a design perspective, uh, one of the best already. And all the features we we built in house is also uh, yeah something that has never be never be done before, and that's why I think our app will uh, a big success. Yeah. So you're building the app right now. When will it go live? The big planning is around uh, one to five August when the Premier League starts. Then slowly we're gonna do worldwide, and of course with that we also want to be uh, yeah the biggest in the world and. Uh, yeah, that's my that's my biggest goal now. Yeah, for for the app to be the biggest football app in the world. Yeah. Yes, it's been quite the journey already, right? And uh, what age are you now? Thirty nine. Yeah, so you're still not even forty. No. And you've done quite a lot in business already, right? It's crazy. Yes, I know. Uh, I never think it will go that fast, but yeah, when you're in it, you cannot go out and only become more, yeah only become more busy. Yeah. So, of course, you stopped playing uh, football, uh, I think it's been six years now? 
Yeah, six, seven years. Yeah, six, seven years since you stopped playing football. Uh, part of the reason you stopped playing football was because your businesses were thriving already. So you, yeah. you could stop playing football. For most football players, that's a difficult time. They have to figure out what they want to do with their lives. And your new life actually already started while you were playing football. So what are aspects of your life as a professional football player that you miss sometimes? I think just the just playing in a stadium and everybody yelling yeah. that you can't compare to anything in business. Like like a dressing room, like on the office you have also funny stuff I said that's the same in a dressing room, but really one minute before a game or that's yeah, you can't I think maybe only if you're a DJ, I think that's maybe the same feeling you have when you're on a stage, you come up and you put your first song, I think, but the rest, nothing can compare that. Yeah, like uh, musicians, rappers and stuff, they might have that feeling, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but nothing comes because sometimes you're you're now asked to speak at conferences or uh, in f- in front of crowds about the business success you had. Does it feel a little bit like that, or is it totally different? No, totally different. <laughs> also, like a st- you have stadiums, they're all against you. That's yeah, yeah. Like a rapper don't have that, but a football <laughs> player has that. The whole stadium don't like you. Yeah, and that's yeah. That feeling is is something yeah something magic, and yeah you. I think you never get it. So now you're you're building the app. It all started with uh, you were driving in in your car in Moscow, just uh, scrolling uh, on your phone, I guess, or on yeah. your laptop. Uh, you approached Rogier, then you built Baller, you built four three three. It started off on Twitter, Instagram grew a lot. Then you built um, a media company out of it for campaigns. Now you're making an app. What's the next step? What I want is far behind only social media app. I really want to everybody have access to information about football and even play football and to have access to just have a good ball all in the world that all kids can play with a good ball. And yeah, also you see now with a lot of children, they are... uh, They have too much weight and that's also something I want to... Yeah, with the technique we have in house to to change also that and yeah, I hope to do much more than only be a football app. And when when one day when people think about four three, and I hope my legacy will see that that everybody knows. Okay, if I think about football or want to entertain about football or what else, I think about four three. And yeah, that's a long way, but yeah, I I, I think I can do it. <laughs> And you, you've also said before that, you know, of course, you did very well in business after, you know, you played professional football. There are a lot of stories of football players who don't really know how to manage their money and they lose it all within a couple of years or within a decade after they uh, have made a lot of money as a professional football player. And you also said some uh, somewhere before that you maybe want to help uh, guide football players, you know, how they could invest their money and stuff. Yeah. Is that something you still aspire yeah, to? Yeah, that's also s- something similar to, to what I told that I want to be more than only have a football app and really inspire youth, but also, uh, yeah, this kind of stuff. Because football players do, yeah, a lot of stupid things with their money, and yeah, they can do so much more. And you see now that the new generation of players, they they are more, uh, they're more thinking about that, and they become also they use their social impact much more than than my generation or the generation before. And you see what Rashford did; that's yeah, that was never be done. And you see much more players that really want to. Uh, 
look something that's really fit their personality and do something good as a person and not as a football player. And I think that's something uh, yeah, that's really good. We've talked about how you've built up the company with your business partners and stuff. Is there still some th- uh, sometimes you uh, are coping with the after effect or the mental struggles of the the kick to your head? No, no, no. Now I'm fine. And yeah, now it's really different. Uh, also, di- diff- it's different work. Now you just work and you do your stuff and you don't have to decide something in one second. It's much more easy. Business life is more easy than football life. Yeah. And that's also what people say, yeah, why they get paid so much money football players, but it's the the business where they have to decide in one second if it's a goal or no goal. A couple of seconds makes so much difference. And in business life, you have weeks, months, years of time to make a decision. That's interesting because as a football player, on the other hand, you know, um, you're also confined to a set of rules all the time, right? It's a very strict set of rules. Like people uh, decide for you when you go to training sessions, when when the games are, what the rules of the games are. And I think in business, the options are limitless, right? So you have to make your own decisions more. But like you said, you have more time to make your decisions. So you like that better. Because I think a lot of football players, they struggle with it after their football careers that they have to design their own lives, basically, right? Yes. Yeah, that's that's difficult. And that's also why you see many players go back into yeah. become a trainer because you have the same life. And it's easy. They know what to do. And now when you stop, you have plenty of time and I liked it because I really want to want to do that because when I started for three I just uh, had my daughter she's uh, now eight years old but mm. she was uh, really really young and I said I just want to be with her and I want to decide when I go on holiday and how long and with football it's two three weeks a year maximum but yeah f- as a football player you get also a lot of uh nice stuff for it but yeah. a, if you're in business it's also uh, yeah, really nice I like it so you get to be with your kids more because you have two kids now right now two kids yes yeah, a boy yeah, and a girl yeah. a boy and a girl uh, how old is your son four years four years uh, and do you want any more kids or, or no no I'm done I'm <laughs> done they're really busy so I'm done <laughs> and you got married uh, I think uh, last year yes last yeah. year so so you're all set and you're building a house also also building a house when you've built your house and you've built the app is it okay then no it's already fine but i think yeah i always want to have more get more i i always push myself to think bigger and yeah that's yeah that's something that's really inside me i always want to have more and bigger and yeah when we launched the app I think the next day I say, okay, what's next? <laughs> you don't necessarily mean more money, I think. No, 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 no. I'm not totally money. It's more to have more impact. Because now, for example, the studios, I was really involved into studios, but I think you don't see my see me in any meetings the last couple of months anymore because I'm now really into this app. And <laughs> when the app is finished, I go into the next stuff. Yeah. And I think that's something that always pushed me to the next stuff and that's also why uh, I bring the company to the next stuff because I always think uh, okay we have to do this we have to do that and I'm gonna fix it and that's the same how you came to 43 I said yeah. some have to come <laughs> and we're gonna push 
when he's here. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Slid in my DMs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah that was uh, that was interesting as well. Yeah. But I have no regrets. I really, no, 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 I know. Really enjoy it here. Uh, but you've had opportunities probably to to sell your your stake in a company or or the company as a whole, maybe even. And why didn't you do that yet? Uh, because there's so much more to do, and I think when you sell your company, you have to know what you're gonna do after. And I think that's the same problem with football players when they stop. Okay, what's now? And you, if you don't know what to do, it's really difficult. It's really difficult. And people think it's it's easy as a football player. Okay, they have enough money. But if you go on holiday after three weeks, you want to go home or you want to do something. You want to to have impact or feel that you do something that you like. And yeah, that's that's really a really difficult part. And you see also not many football players or not the government, etc., really help players with that. Because when you're sitting in jail, there's many stuff people help you after that but if you're a football player <laughs> nothing happened they say okay you stopped okay yes you made money yeah figure it out yeah yeah and i think that's where where the governments can do much more and you see in the uk their government is really doing much more on that and also for youth players there are 15 16 years old that when they get uh when they have to leave the club it's really difficult for them to what they have to do now Not only what you do, but also your ego. If you're the guy from the neighbor that plays for Ajax Amsterdam and when you're 16, you have to, to leave, it's, yeah, that's, that's difficult. Yeah. You think you'll ever be like a commercial director at Ajax, for example? Something like that? I think I would like to do that when I... Uh, when I'm done with 42, but I think I'll never be done, but... <laughs> Of course, you don't know what happened if someone say, okay, I want to have it all one day and I'm not the only shareholder. So, <laughs> so yeah, maybe, maybe there comes a day we, we have to sell it. And yeah, I think to be a director at a club as Ajax, I think that will be yeah, a really nice job, but also uh, like the KVB or some other big clubs or working at the Champions League organization, mm. also something I really mm. like to explore one day and... Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. All right, Damien. So first, the launch of the app. It's been a pleasure talking to you again. And uh, looking forward to everything you're going to do next, man. Yes, thank you. Hi, guys. Frankie here. I just filmed the podcast with 433. I'm Mario Götze. My name is Clarence Seedorf. Hi, I'm Sunil Chetri. I just finished my podcast with 433. Yo, what's going on, people? It's your boy, Andy Barak in Firma, a.k.a. Mr. Beast Mode. I just finished the podcast with 433. Hi, 433 fans. It's Don Robbie in the building, right? And we are here for a great podcast. I want you to check it out. Hi, 433. I am Fabrizio Romano. Check out my story on the podcast. It was a great pleasure.